Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Cheers. I don't Cheers. know who's drinking. If anyone's drinking, sip in. I'm always drinking. Uh, welcome into this edition of Road Trippin'. There you go. Presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Ali Clifton, alongside Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry, our guest today. If you're an NBA fan, obviously you know exactly who this man is. He spent 17 seasons in the NBA. Will we see him again? Hmm? We're going to find out. Uh, seven-time <laughs> All-Star, champion with the big three, MVP with the big three. Um, his name's Joe Johnson. Welcome, Joe. What's up, guys? Well, I, so, I, I'm just trying to figure out how this dude was. Did you say a seven-time All-Star? Yeah. yeah. That's it's, bullshit. That's bullshit. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a seven-time All-Star. What are you talking about? Seven uh, times, Joe? Richard, let's not go there, all right? Man, you got history, bro. So I know we, we got history. I know, go. I know we got history, but seven times? God. This is absurd. Ladies, Wait a second. Gotta, you guys gotta... have history? Will you please enlighten us? What is this history you, you almost speak punch of? him? That would be a great story. <laughs> Rich, like, it should have been more, huh? That's how I feel. It should have been more. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say, I, coming from a person that has zero, I'm not going to say that you should have more than seven. <laughs> no, no, listen. It may not go out, but you all stop. What? What you talking about? Who said that? What? Well, who, the, I didn't know. I, 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 coming from a person who has zero, who said that? I have zero. I have That's zero. What I'm saying, you all, it may say zero, but come on, let's be real. You know Richard what, what, had Joe, one I, good year. That ain't <laughs> true. Me, me and Joe used to have to guard each other every single time we <laughs> played. So you didn't make the All Star team. No, it, no, that was the thing. <laughs> The funny, the funny thing about Joe and where I think it's cool and, I, and we can start from the beginning is that literally I didn't know who Joe was and we worked out against you. How many times did we work out against each other in the pre-draft, Joe? I was everyone, I was like, man, are we following this dude? What is <laughs> also, where I've seen Richard. I was like, forget it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let, let's go. And it was like, and it was like inadvertently, like, first of all, I'm pure West Coast kid. Pure West Coast kid. He's pure from he's pure from the South, the country with the Arkansas. I'm Is that asking still the state? Yeah, still. It's still they rose again. It was a short <laughs> oh, rising. What it was say? a short rising. <laughs> what did I said Ark I said the South rose again. Oh man. Oh, man. Yeah, but yeah. No, so but it was fun. It, but no, but it was funny because it was like I was asking Joe like questions. I'm like, like, what does Wadi mean? What Wadi? What, like, can you explain? <laughs> what does what mean? No, yeah, exactly, Allie. This, this uh, it was. A Wadi is the type of, uh, it's a country it in was, Africa. Wadia. No, no, Joe knows what I'm talking about. It was like, it was 2001. And I was like, I didn't understand all this Southern lingo and shit. And I used to just ask Joe when we would be in car services together to explain shit to me. <laughs> Joe, yeah, we're going to have, <laughs> have to work on your internet. You've made $900 million and you have seven all-stars and you are in Atlanta, Georgia, and we got to work on your internet. My internet is bad over there? No, nah, no, nah, I'm just giving you shit, man. <laughs> oh, man, come on, bro. <laughs> Joe, What's what up? happened in Phoenix that you didn't re-sign? Wow, Chichani's jumping right let's, into yeah, this. Yeah, let's get right into it. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I, so, I came after him. 
And everyone was like, man, if Joe was here, you know, I, I think I came two or three years and they were still like, we should have never got rid of Joe Johnson. <laughs> well, what, what happened was it was uh, Robert Solver's first year as uh, a, a- Never I'm mind, like, never, that's it, say no more. <laughs> right, 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 he took over for the Colangelo. So, uh, you know, even though Colangelo was still around to help, you know, orchestrate things, uh, he just kept saying like, oh yeah, we're gonna take care of you, we're gonna get you straight. And then they signed Steve Nash and Quentin Richardson. And it's like, we didn't spend all this money on there. Like we can't turn around and you know what I mean? And yeah. give, you, give you what you want. And it was like, uh, I think they offered me like 42. And we were just trying to get them to 50 and they wouldn't go to 50. So I was like, I just, I bank on myself then, forget it, I just play. And uh, uh-huh. here I with Nash and that's the year Nash got uh, MVP. <laughs> That's the year Nash got his first MVP. And I averaged like 18 a game, and that's just kind of that's kind of how it sums up, bro. I was gone. Yeah, but what? But Joe, I want to go back to even before Phoenix because we joke about working out against each other, and we used to have because we were two di- obviously two different times. I was athletic. You had all the handle and skill. You're actually taller than me, right? Which was confusing. I was like, Yo, I mean, this like he's six, eight. overall better than you, Richard. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically, he's better skilled. He was a better shooter. Now, neither of us basically, could really shoot. We could better. Than no, you, we better could than both. No, we could both kind of shoot back then, but like he wasn't a shooter, shooter yet. No, Joe wasn't. Okay, okay, let's let's, re- let's refresh. Let me finish. You just my dumped damn the ball, statements. Richard. Let me refresh my damn statement. Joe, you get drafted by the Celtics, and you're not really playing that much, and Obviously, you know, like that you're talented because you had already bet on yourself multiple times before you got to that spot in Phoenix. Like, what was going on in Boston? Because you guys drafted Kendrick Brown and they drafted you over me, which fine, I'm I'm not upset about that. Uh, <laughs> but like, what like what was it like? Like your first couple years, like because we're talking to younger players here. Your first couple years not playing at all, and then ended up being a seven-time All Star. Like, because you could say whatever you want about Phoenix not letting Joe Johnson go. Trust me, there were Boston fans that were like, why did we let Joe Johnson go? Well, what happened was uh, after the third game of the season, my rookie year, Mm -hmm. uh, Williams get hurt. He get hurt. So Coach O.B. O'Brien, Jim O'Brien, his first year as head coach, he like, look, uh, you got to start. It's against, like, Ray Allen. We're playing the Milwaukee Bucks against Ray Allen. Uh, Big dog. uh, Big day. They, they was loaded. I think loaded, Sam. Yeah. I I explode. I I scored like twenty seven points, like high efficient. And from that mm-hmm. point on, it was like every game I'd be like it's twenty two eighteen. But I'm playing with Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker, Tony Batiste. This in they prime. Yeah. So I I didn't understand that. So I I started for about fifteen to twenty games, and then he came to me straight and was like, "Look, we're gonna have to sit you down." and give Kedrick Brown a shot. <laughs> Yo, sometimes Check this out, though. So let me tell you, it took me about 15 years to figure this out. I had gained, <laughs> I had gained some value for myself, and they didn't want me to ruin that. OK. Which is why, you know, how I got traded to Phoenix for Tony Delk, Rodney Rogers, you know, yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. All those what do you what do you mean you had gained value for yourself? Like wait, what? I was averaging like fifteen points a game playing with them guys. He set me down when I was averaging fifteen points a game. I wasn't like out here on no slouch. Like I was mm-hmm. I Yeah. You were scoring? He came to me straight and was like, look, man, we're gonna sit you down and give Kedrick a shot. Give I went I I caught ten straight DMPs. So basically, they were planning on they were planning on trading you and they were planning on trading you guys the whole time. Once your value was at an all time high, they set you down and it was like, let's raise his value. So they were never trying to go ahead, Ali. This was your rookie year. This was my rookie year, which it was Boston's first year in the playoffs with Paul Pierce and Antoine Walker. We was making the playoffs. They, you know, we were pretty good that year, and. uh, they want to add veteran help, which is why they went and got Tony Delk and Rodney Rogers for me, Brown and Milk Palacio. I mean, Yo, what was so, that like for you as a young player to to it, do what you're supposed to do to exceed expectations, if you will, and then all of a sudden they just sit you down? It was confusing because nobody told me that. I had to, like I told you, it took me like 15, 10, 15 years to figure that out. 
Like, I just felt, all right, they didn't want me. Like, Boston didn't want me, and they were sending me to Phoenix for something else. That's what I felt as a young player, but I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I never got to really see Kendrick Brown. So when obviously he was drafted, what what, what pick? What pick were you again? If I was ten, Kendrick was eleven, and you was eleven. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, you. no, no, no. Richard was fourteenth. By the I way, I was thirteenth. I was thirteenth. I was thirteenth. It was right uh, Redmanovich. It was Redmo- no thirteenth is a lottery pick. Redmanovich was twelfth. Oh. The dude Austin, that tried Austin. to lie to the NBA about hurting his shoulder because he was snowboarding? <laughs> yes, that, that Vladimir Redvanovich. Yes, can, can you guys give the top thir- – you were 13, Rich? Yeah. And you were 10, Joe. Can you give the top 13 picks in your draft right now? Do you guys yeah, know that's easy. I know Joe can do it. I think I can do it, bro. I'll help you out. <laughs> I'll help you out, Joe. It was pow- – uh, it was uh, – that was the – uh, Kwame Brown was number one. Pal Gasol was number two. I believe Eddie. Tyson Chan was it Tyson Chandler or Eddie Curry was three and four, right? Tyson. Or, or like four and Tyson, five. Then Eddie. Then and it Jason. was Shane Bad Jason Richardson. Wow. Jason Richardson, who wouldn't work out. Did he did you work out against Jay Rich? Yeah, I found him. Uh uh look, let <laughs> funny story. So uh it was me and Jason Richardson and Gilbert Arenas and Jeff Trapanier in uh Golden State. We played two-on-two full court, and me and Jeff beat. It was me and Jeff playing against Jason Richardson and uh, Gilbert Arenas. We beat them playing full court, two-on-two. But, man, when I tell y'all, Jason Richardson shot the piss out the ball, oh, my God. Did he? (laughs) Did he? Okay. I was was wondering because it was like we had played against each other in the final four, and, look, Jay Rich is my guy. Like, we've competed against each other for years. So, they same thing. But it was like I felt like I outplayed him in the final four. Then all of a sudden, we were – I was trying – I was – I was literally about to just show up at a workout. I was just trying to work out against him or Shane Battier. And the only person I kept getting was you. <laughs> my agent was like, my agent was like, look, I'm trying to get you against Jay, Jay Rich. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you against Shane Battier. But like they're they're not doing any of these workouts or he's not working out against you. Now those guys all had the same agent too, Jay Rich and Gilbert. That probably helped. But, oh, uh, uh, but listen, yeah. man, you talk to shoot and shooting off the dribble like like Jay Rich he was, man he was not he didn't miss dog again Golden yeah. State he didn't miss. yeah that's what happened with Vlad uh Redmanovich uh, we worked out in Seattle together again uh and when I tell you this dude was six foot nine built <laughs> did not miss a shot from deep like I'm over here trying to do my setup and this dude was just he just had a ratchet early and I was like I didn't because the, the the most humbling thing going against the draft is meeting players that are just as good, if not better than you. And it was right. like it was like, yo, um, yeah, we were the number one team in the country at Arizona. Like we played in the final four. So you walk in with this confidence, like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But then all of a sudden I see you. Uh I see uh God, who was the guy from uh NC Charlotte? I'm NC Charlotte. You, you know what I'm talking Hodges? about? No, 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 no. Uh, we played against. We worked out against each other in Detroit. Oh, uh, uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rod, uh, Rod, Rodney, Rodney White, Rodney White. Dangerfield. No, not him. He was older and white. Oh, look at this dude. <laughs> don't don't pay attention to him, Joe. But no, but like Rodney White was a monster. You were a monster. Radmanovich, monster. All these dudes like popped up that I had never heard of, and I'm going in workouts like, yo, what the fuck? Who are these dudes? This shit, it was fun, though, man. It was fun because we just worked out every day against each other for, like, two straight weeks. Yeah, you so got speaking, you got, you got a Joe? No, you got it. You got to understand, like, that's, like, we, we about to make a dream really come true. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we got to go in here in these workouts. Man, you're going to have to show that you're better than this guy. All right, so let's go. That's what yeah. it was. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you had to approach it. And still to this day, I don't really know how they do it now, but that's how you got to approach it. Yeah, that's why my thing when people are like, oh, competition, you want to go to a college that doesn't have anybody at and you want to leave early. And you're like, don't you understand that this league is about competition, right? It was like, look, I competed because I had like Gilbert Arenas, Luke Walden, like we were competing like at school. And then all of a sudden you get to the draft process, like I'm ready to compete. Like Joe Johnson, I don't care. I like whatever. And you looking at me like, I know, listen, I saw you playing a national championship game. I don't give a shit about you. 
Wait, right. wait, you was going at me. Do you remember that workout? And Jeff Trapanier, USC guy, no disrespect. Do you remember where we started off that workout and we both dunked on him, like, one-on-one? Yes. Man, yeah. man, I, I only worked – I worked out for the top ten teams. Boston was the last team. And, you know, uh, sitting there, you know, watching the draft, I'm like, I only worked out for ten teams. But the, when I worked out for Boston, me and Richard, man, we played one-on-one. Man, listen, man, we – Abusing this dude. I'm talking about it was. What I'm talking about. Boom, boom. <laughs> and, and, and wait, wait. Let me. Let, I, I gotta say this because, like Jeff Trapani, like, like I played against him at USC. The dude could play. He like look. It's I know because I don't want to. I don't want to make it seem like we disrespect man. So like I don't want them to send his boys these clips and then I gotta see Jeff <laughs> roaming around LA. Like why? Why you do me like that? Look, Jeff could play. He was good. But that was like the end of our workouts and we. Because this, my first workout, I kid you not, I didn't work out with anybody. I just shot, 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 did a bunch of stuff. But my first workout was all one-on-one. No disrespect, I am not a one-on-one player. Like, I developed a little bit of that, but, like, I was a slasher, runner, cutter. So I'm going against ISO Joe in my (laughs) workouts in one-on-one. So it's like, I got, like, one move, and then I'm just going to try and jump and dunk it. This dude is... Pat, 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 crossover, back down, spin, jump. Like, well, listen, hell? I'll tell you, man, we had some great battles. And uh, I still talk about all that to this day. You know, that's why it's so vivid for me. Like, I tell mm-hmm. my friends, I break it down. So, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to sit here and me and you talk about this. Yeah, dog, that was that was damn near 20 years ago, man. That was, <laughs> that, that was crazy. I know, Allie. I told, I, so I told Allie before, we always do a little prep before. And I'm like, look, me and Joe got a history. Me and Joe... <laughs> Me, me and Joe I have think in this history though, like was you know, like as Channing mentioned, like you threw some blows at each other or nah. yeah. Nah, it was, it was, it was, more interesting. You know what I think? I think more interesting like going through that process of trying to get drafted and like I literally if I worked out for ten teams, I probably seen dude at least six times, man. <laughs> I, I was talking about me and him was going at it. Um, I was like, dang, dude, yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, so then, like, did you guys like each other? Were you, like, not, like, friends, because you didn't know each other before, right? Yeah, yeah. we didn't know you. And then you said, and then, yeah, no, we didn't. We never met each other before, but there was respect. There was respect there. There was a, there was a competitive respect. Yeah, because by the end, he knew all my moves. I knew all his moves. And we're out here trying to compete against. We're not impressed. How does he got the worst internet? Dude, it's like I'm cutting him off. He's cutting off. Feel bad, Joe. Last time it was my internet. No. Um, where can I ask you? Where did I? Obviously, if you watch your career, um, you understand ISO Joe. But where did that come from? Man, I have no idea. So I think the, the commentator, somebody said, and everybody just kind of been running with it. I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Really? All right. So here's a question. Yeah, Chan got a question. I got lots of questions. So obviously you are a powerhouse. And I think sometimes people forget how good you were. It was just like, okay, we're playing the Hawks. Joe Johnson, 25. Okay, we're down 25, guys. Like I had a coach tell us at one time. They go, hey, Joe Johnson, we're going to double team the shit out of him, except when he's at the top of the key. And he's going to figure that out by the third quarter. So he might have 25 (laughs) before that, right? Now, obviously the coach was joking, except you still did get, I think you got 35 or something like that on free throws because you get (laughs) But who was like a guy when you would look, you'd be like, yo, I got to come with it today because defensively, he's a monster. Man, it would, I, I would have to say Ron Artest, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Ron, Ron. Hey, I'm t- you don't know uh, how strong this is. When he puts his arms like this, you not, these are police barricades. And it doesn't <laughs> look like a foul because his arms don't bend. But Look. one time I tried to do it just to dribble handoffs. He held me in place and I had a moment. I looked at him like, come on, man, you can't do me like that. Like, I, got, I got kids. You can't just move me like a little baby. <laughs> so damn strong. Listen, we played when we played against Artis at the time. T. Lou was the uh, point guard here in Atlanta. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to hit him with this high high. He high high and went the other way with us. So look, T. Lou was. <laughs> <laughs> T. Lou say, look, man, you can't play with him, man. Just go on, give him what you're going to give him, and get on by, because dude going to touch that ball. 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, but, but that's funny though. But Joe, that and this is no like Ron Artest, monster defender, and this is no disrespect. Monster. But that was one slight advantage I had over guys like Ron Artest, where I couldn't dribble the way you could. So I would just catch the ball and drive. And right. it's, it's the guys that like play the guys that played in front of him. He was Absolutely. a monster, right? Absolutely. If you just caught it and go, like he wasn't that. It's like Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace was defensive player of the year. But it wasn't from his on-ball defense. It was his off-ball defense that made him a monster, right? right? Like right. he would come, block shots, help defense, steals, all that. But if you just went at his chest, you had a much higher rate of success. So, like, Ron, for you, when you try to do that, that was difficult? Yeah, that was difficult. And you know what? It's funny as you say that because that's the same way now. Like, if you just go at a guy, it's a lot better. I mean, obviously, you know guys that you can kind of dance with and get your thing off. But you know, when that guy step in the gym, you're like, all right, ain't no fucking around. I got the yeah. So, Ron Artest is the toughest defender you faced in the NBA. I got the chicken. Yeah, you just can't. You, you couldn't play with him, man, because he had great reflexes. And he, he was going to touch that ball if you had it in front of him. So, I never – I learned my lesson. Man, you, you learned. Karolinko? Karolinko huh? was good. Karolinko was good. And then because if I started doing really good, I saw Jerry Sloan go, switch. And it was, I had Mehmet Okora <laughs> Boozer. So I'm like, okay, I could get my shot off versus these dudes. And Karolinko came. I said, God damn it. I just had to stand in the corner. You know, you stand in the corner and Karolinko's just like, he's his feet are in the paint, but he's touching you at the three-point line. And I was like, I can't dribble, I can't pump fake, I got to catch and just like, okay, throw right. it back. Just whatever I got, I got. Right. And then KG made my life hell. He's not my favorite thing in the world, but like KG. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He just was yeah. so smart and active. He would call out our plays, and I was younger back then. So I was like, you know, 25. He would call out our plays, and I'd be like, hey, coach, we got to change the play. He knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe, you, Joe, like, you, Joe, just stand there, just stand there. Yeah. Joe, you mentioned you mentioned T. Lou, like you had him as your point guard. I played with him towards the end of his career. Like, are you surprised by like the coaching success that you have seen? And that's part one. And two, how how fucking funny is T. Lou? Oh man, I, I'm not surprised about the success he's having as a coach. He was a coach when he played, man. He was, you know, uh, yeah. He, uh, he, he, I mean, I learned a lot from him when I first got here. You know, he. Mm -hmm. Took me on his wing, showed me a lot, told me a lot, and you know I appreciate him for that. And uh, just a great dude to be around, bro. You yeah. Know? Like you gonna be like if you say yeah. you don't like, then you don't like yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. dude. That's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. No, he 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 was he was he was hilarious. All right, man. I want you. I, we're gonna take you. We're gonna go on a little tour around the NBA, right? So like you, seven-time All Star you know, all the things that you've accomplished in your career. Like when you're watching a game today, right, and you're seeing small ball, you're seeing a lot more ISO. That I don't want to say a lot more ISO, but it's just more of – because there's so much shooting, the court's wide open now, right? I think guys are still doing Kobe. There's the guys are still doing the same, like, ISO. But the court is far more open. Like when you yeah. watch this now, the amount of threes and the pace of game – like what? Like what? Like what do you see? Like who are the players that you're just like, man, that 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 shit's impressive right now. Uh, I'm I'm a big Dame Dame Lillard fan. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going. <laughs> I'm a, got reasons behind it, but you know, what he's doing is impressive, man. And especially being in the West with that team, uh, you know they got a great team in Portland. You know a bunch of young mm -hmm. guys they leading the way. I like mm -hmm. them, and it's been impressive what Dame has been doing, especially in the bubble, mm -hmm. man. I was geeked about that. You know, I had a I had a little stint to play in the bubble in the TBT, and that ain't easy, bro. That ain't yeah. easy. Mm -hmm. No, you can't go nowhere. You can't do anything. And it's like you're away from family, friends, kids, all that stuff. No. Uh, Before, no, Dame, okay. Go ahead, Alex. No, you got it. No, you I got it. I was just going to say, before we got on here, we were talking about um, working out. And you were, Channing mentioned that you looked a little on the slimmer side. Oh, you looking skinny. Were you veganism? Nah, I ain't vegan. But you know, we only get one body, bro. You gotta take care. Of it, you know what I mean? <sighs> Yo, Joe, shout out to you talking about yoga, man. Tell them young um, boys about that yoga. Listen, it's uh hot yoga to be exact, but it it has it's worked wonders for me for real. Like it's kept me going. 
And I got a 14-year-old son, I got a seven-year-old daughter, and my son is like thick of it as far as working out, hooping, you know, he doing a whole nine. So I just like to be in that grind with him. You know what I mean? As, as, as opposed to just being there, tell him, hey, do this, do that. You know, I like to actually be out there with him, going through it, playing defense, him guarding me, things of that sort. So I try to keep my body right. Has he won so, yet? Has he beat you yet? We building, Richard. We building. <laughs> <laughs> we building. We building. Building. We building. That's what it's about. We building. We building. So, <laughs> so what is next? What is next for you? Like, I don't do you... know. I, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of just, you know, taking care of my my two little ones right now. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but we'll, we got some things in the works, but nothing official at the moment. I want okay, to talk so about we, your time with, uh, sorry, ahead, with no, the no, big no. three, um, no, no. especially because you were coached by Lisa Leslie, <laughs> one of right. the greats. Uh, what was that experience like? And I, I also want to take that conversation and just in terms of having gone through that with a, um, a woman as a head coach and what we're starting to see uh, with women in sports in general, but I think also uh, the NBA is such a good vehicle. Um, and such a good place for women um, and the opportunities. Great question, Allie. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, let me tell you, Lisa was awesome. Uh, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know what to expect, and I'm quite sure she probably know what to expect with, with me or us as a team, but when you're talking about being prepared, like every weekend, now you, y'all got to remember, y'all got to know now, we only get 30 minutes of practice each weekend, so if we play on Sunday, everybody got to be there by Saturday, and you get one, you get a 30 minute practice. That's it. Wow. She will come, she will have this booklet about three, four pages, break down every player, likes, dislikes, they plays they like to run. No other team was doing that. I'm asking guys, yeah, just to know, man, what kind of, oh man, they just tell us go out there. Man, she keeps us prepared, keeps us sharp, keeps us straight. Like, we had decent, we had great players, but at the same time, dog, we, you know, we we listened, you know, to our head coach, and uh, she done an awesome job in preparing us every weekend. Yeah, no, that man, shout out to Lisa Leslie, because that's, again, because in where I have a tremendous amount of respect for her as a as a as a player and obviously as a coach, but what was really really impressive, like to your point, is like, you know, not I'm not going to speak for Lisa, but she also understands that the position that she's put in, she's got to bring it. She's got to right. be prepared. She's got to do it because she knows that so many, you know, people paved the way for her to be in that position that for her to just show up and be like, man, y'all got this, go who? And it's like, no, 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 no. This is, this is a lot of, a lot of eyes are on you and how you're going to handle this opportunity. Uh, so for her to show up, like you said, prepared, but you know, like you said, that's also part of the reason why you guys had a, a ton of success. Yeah, it was. And then, you know what? It was like during, during the week. Now, you know, like during the week, guys kind of do what they do. Now, I train during the week. I try to make sure guys get their work in, you know, so you don't come here on the weekend just thinking you can just come here and hoop and we're going to get a dub. Now, nah, you got to do something mm-hmm. during the week. Lisa calling me during the week, telling me, hey, look, I think we need to do this, that. I'm like, all right, do it. So, you know, <clears throat> it was fun, man. I, I enjoyed it, and I hate we missed, it, missed out on it, you know, this past year, but if possible, hopefully we'll get another run at it. Would okay. you like to see um, more women in coaching roles in the NBA, for for example? I mean, we see a handful of them. Obviously, Becky Hammond with the Spurs is one that stands out to so many. Uh, but also, there's other positions within the front office uh, with the NBA that are giving women those opportunities. And having gone through it and winning with the big three and then having spent time in the NBA, would you like to see that? Is that something yeah. that you would, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love to see that. I think those women are doing a great job. And there, there are uh, more women that's, you know, very deserving of the opportunity. Why not? Yeah, do you, now I'm gonna ask you, you ain't gotta say no names. So Lisa Leslie was your head coach and you talked about the phone calls, you talked about the scouting reports and all the things that she did for just a simple 30 minute practice. Was she better than some of the head coaches that you had in the NBA? Oh, no. No, I'm not, you don't got to say, but I'm just saying, you ain't got to say no names. No questions. You ain't got to say no names. I'm just asking you, were you better prepared with Lisa Leslie as your coach than one, if not more, of the coaches that you had over your 17 year career? 
No question, man. That's them facts. Absolutely, yeah. Well, she okay. does. She done a remarkable job, man. And it, it showed, you know, in us winning. And uh, I got a. Uh, I wish I had a couple of Mariah because I kept a couple of the, uh, the little uh, progress, the little reports she would bring every weekend. I kept a couple. Of them. I kept a couple of them, but she would put our names on them just in case she ever seen them. See somewhere she she. Would put- <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That is smart. Mean, y'all, listen, <laughs> Joe, 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 we're gonna make you we're gonna make you we're gonna we're gonna make you send us we're gonna make you send us those Scott just you gotta send us a picture of a couple of those and we're gonna post that and, and you know because these these are the conversations, man. These are the things that will help open up the public's eyes to the opportunities that like these it, it's not just about being a basketball player, can you relate? It's about being a basketball mind. And some right. of the, you know, some of the people that are given these opportunities, like Lisa, uh, like Becky, uh, you know, so many of them just need more people to Carol understand. Lawson. Yeah, Sarah, you know, Carol Lawson. The There's so many people that are just like, you know, Sue Bird. Like, again, we could keep going that are just great basketball minds. Yeah, but, you know, it has to start somewhere. You know, these, these ladies are, you know, setting the, uh, the playing field. And, 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 you know, and, boy, the next four to five years, you could, you could easily see – Another four to five women coaching. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Think um, what, Channing? What? Ch- Channing has something to say. Random question. Yeah, Eric, here it goes. Here it goes. Yeah. Obviously, so James Harden and the Nets, right? Do you think from the East, here's basically my question. The West, I think, is LeBron and the Lakers right now. Obviously, I think they're going to make the finals. Who do you have coming out the West and why? East. East, 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 East. Who do I have yeah, coming out? Too. I like the Nets. I really do. Uh, and you got to have that cohesiveness as far as as a team, everybody being on one accord to make it that far. I would right. assume. I ain't never played in the finals, so I couldn't tell you that. I've been in the Western Conference. So, uh, I don't know. Look, man. Channing, Channing, stop. No, look, look. Channing, Channing see, look, Channing wants yeah. to be snide. He wants to say something smart ass. Like, <laughs> I can't say th- this man, no, this man's got seven all stars. It doesn't matter that I have four finals and a championship. <laughs> uh, He's got man. seven. Get up off here with all that, man. Y'all calling my phone with all this? Joe, I ain't got. Joe, <laughs> man, we started this together, man. You got some things. I got a couple things. That was it, Joe. Man, I'm happy for you. Uh, I, I, Jimmy, I was happy for you every time you made one of those all-star games. Uh, no, no, I hope you all the first hundred million y'all made. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? You want you know one part that I was a little salty at, and I have no problem being hundred percent honest. Because you bet on yourself and you did not sign an extension, you were a part of that salary jump. So you signed like a five-year, seventy million dollar deal, and you had you hadn't been an all-star yet. But we right. came in. You we came and you and Gilbert both because Gilbert was a second-round pick. He signed like after his second year, he signed a sixty million dollar deal. Then you saw you bet on yourself. You signed a five-year, seventy million dollar deal, and I'm sitting over here like, wait, I did all this damn work. <laughs> Hey, I'm, Rich, like, I'm on good teams. Hey, I'm doing the work. Hey, listen, you only need one team, dog. One team. You only need one team to believe in you, bro. Just one team. Uh, yeah, That's as long it, as it's bro. not the team. As long as it's not the team you drafted with, then you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Okay, so we're, we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay with the Nets. Now, I want to say this. Obviously, Brooklyn. Wait. So, is that your team stay. that you think is coming out of the East, though? Yeah, more just, than the Buck or more than the Bucks or the Celtics. Those are the only three reasonable teams. I like uh, you don't like you don't like uh you don't like Philly? You ain't got a chance. His cousin, his own kinfolk play with I said, play with Philly. I said, what's wrong with y'all? Tobias here is his first you on cousin, TV. And he, and he ain't saying he's saying they're not gonna do it. I think they're bored. Put it this way. I'll say this. Embiid is playing out of his mind right now. He's playing mad. But can he do that and then still have something in the tank for the playoffs? I'm gonna be, oh man, I want James to go to Philly, bro. Who? You wanted James to go to Philly? Yeah, that would have been that would have been an interesting pairing oh. to watch, watch, watch. 
But look, look, that, Philly, like, that's, not, that's not no knock on whoever they would have had to get rid of. But I just think having him and him and having him and Embiid uh, out there together on the floor—that's just that's too dynamic, man. A big man and a guard who can. Mm-hmm. Then he it would have kept, yeah. kept the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah. But okay, so we're we're gonna go. Yeah, we're gonna go back to Brooklyn. We're not we're not done talking about Brooklyn because you had a stint in Brooklyn, uh, a very very good stint. Um, what happened? Because so much like because that era, your era of Brooklyn, where it was you, Darren Williams, then you had Brooke Lopez, you had Paul Pierce, you had Kevin Garnett. Now, mind you, they were supposed to be on the latter part of their career, which was fine. But you and 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 Darren and Brooke, you guys were in the prime of your career. So it was like it was supposed to be like this this mesh. You had Jason Kidd as a head coach, and look, you guys went, you guys won a first round series, I think, once or twice. Like, but yeah. you guys never really, it never really hit the way it was supposed to. And then subsequently, the next like five years of the Nets after all of you guys left was was terrible. You can and say everyone do, always looked. Do do every everyone looked at like that kind of that that era of like giving away all of your picks to do it. It's like goes down in like NBA lore. Like what happened? Why did you guys cap out where you did? I don't know, man. Honestly, I think- Don't fucking uh, lie. Don't fucking lie. Cause I know the truth, but- A lot of it has to do with sacrificing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Couple a team like that together, you can't, uh, obviously your numbers are going to drop, you know, mm-hmm. for the betterment of the team, you know, for us winning. And I'm going to tell you what happened. We started off about 10 games, 10 Four games under 500, and uh, Darren Williams, Darren Williams gets hurt, and Brooke goes out for the season. He he messes up his foot. Like All right, yeah. Nicole, yeah. <clears throat> We're playing through Brooke, and he low post player. But you see what he, Brooke's doing now in Milwaukee. You know that's what he wanted to do then in Brooklyn, but they kept him on the block. So mm-hmm. we played through Brooke. Obviously, that didn't work. Him and Darren Williams go down. We like 15 games on the 500 out the playoffs. We're on the front of. Sports Illustrated looking like some fools. Mm -hmm. He didn't like that. They get hurt. They get hurt. We get to 500. Not only do we get to 500, then we come up to about five games over 500, and we make and we 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 get in the playoffs and uh, we knock off a top team. Yeah, but we had to keep. We never had the chemistry, bro, to continue or to be a top team or to beat the Heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, so so again, when we're looking at the Brooklyn Nets now, like you understand this. Putting together the top talent in the NBA, and you guys had top talent and you had depth. It wasn't just three guys. Right now, obviously, injuries with Darren and, and Brooke and all that. But ultimately, like you understand that chemistry is, what do you think, 20%, 30% of the battle when you're talking about like a talented team? Yeah, yeah, I say bye. Well, I was going to say, how how do teams, like you think of the Kobe Shaq eras and the championships they were able to win, how are teams able to win if the chemistry isn't 100? Greatness. Yeah. It just becomes, it just becomes <laughs> that level of talent. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, listen, I'm going to break If, you, if you're dealing with, like, I've had They're players amazing. on teams that were the two best guys. <laughs> That wouldn't <clears throat> wouldn't like to be in the same room with each other outside the court. Right. But on the court, both of them were like, "I want to win, you want to win, and I need you to do this, and I need to do." And so it was like that. You would think on the court they were best friends. The minute the court was off, they just went pew and like wouldn't talk to each other. And we were okay with that because they were pros, right? We're doing warm ups. One's on one side, one's on the other, and for the most part, I think you know. I appreciate that they never talk crap about each other. They were just like, mm-hmm. I think I could do it without you. And then you think you could do it without me. But at the end of the day, for us to be better, we need each other. It was so it does come down to that though. If when you, you step play, between the lines, you are on the same page, yeah, man, whether it, or not. Yeah, yeah, dude, it, it doesn't matter because you're not gonna like everybody, but if you wanna win, you're gonna figure it out. Right. You figure it out. Right, you. That's what the coaches for. And and, and 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 be honest. Like, my thing is this: we, we if we're going to talk about like the Warriors were the last super team we saw, right? If those three players, Kyrie, James, and Kevin Durant, if they can have similar chemistry, similar chemistry as that Warriors team, dog, nothing stopping them. 
there's just too much. Like, now they need some defense. They got to work out some stuff. But if they just became the Phoenix Suns, Houston Rockets 2.0, where they just try to outscore you, they got the firepower to outscore pretty much anybody. Disgusting. The one thing I don't think anyone ever talks about, though, is James's willingness to pass the ball. Like, his ability to – that's what I'm saying. His ability to score has always just overshadowed the assist game, his facilitating, yeah. He is a underlying – I think in in James's back corner that he keeps on his software of his game, he is a true (laughs) point guard. Because if you notice, I think James – damn it, Richard. What? What? No, good. Sorry, my battery died. Keep going with your point. Can you remember it, what you were saying? You know I got bad ADD, folks. I had a coffee. So, uh, <laughs> James had like seven assists in the first half, and I said, hold on, how many points did he I think he had like 11 or 12, and then all of a sudden he gets 30 in a triple-double. Like, he just, he was feeding Christian Wood, like spoon-feeding Christian Wood the beginning of the year. And not that I don't think Christian Wood could do it himself, but it ain't going to be like that. You know, James Harden ain't going to draw a double team and then throw perfect lob passes where you don't have to dribble. I think that's what the Nets needed. When Spencer Dinwiddie went out, Spencer does a lot of things at a solid level. James Harden does a lot of things at a MVP superstar level, which is going to help. He's he's doing it at that MVP uh, level. Because he draws so much attention, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're so scared of him coming off a pick and roll or in an ISO situation that if he's going off pick and roll the big, it's automatically, no, I got to be up. I can't get mm-hmm. this guy. You no. know what I mean? So, yeah. The little pocket passes and the over-the-top passes, those are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Go ahead. And this is coming from a place of all respect. But – how would you describe the challenge now that Steve Nash has? Mm. <laughs> why do you shake your head? <laughs> I would so why do you shake your head? It's a catch-22. There's more pressure. You guys both play with Steve. You guys right. both play with Steve. There's more pressure on him. But at the same time, you, when you're working with better ingredients, the simpler the meal has to be for it to be delicious, right? And that's my analogy. Like... He doesn't have to go over a late game. It goes, hey, KD, the greatest scorer of our time. You have the ball at the end of the game. And if you get double teamed, oh, yeah, pass to the guy that led the league in scoring last for the last five years. Oh, and then if you get double teamed, go give it to Kyrie, who hit the, the hardest, best shot in a championship game. Give it to that guy. So, like, there are options. Oh, and oh, Joe Harris. Like, like you've got options. With them guys, Joe Harris. I think uh, <laughs> no. I I love Joe Harris playing because he's obviously a knockdown shooter. Oh, huh? Oh, there you go. There you go. Now you got to find. Yeah. Oh, he's a uh, he's a knockdown shooter with all that. He's athletic, man. He plays great off them dudes, man. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna get wide open shot. He gets <laughs> wide. Like, dude, I was watching the game last night, and it's like, dude, no, 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 no. You will never understand the level level of open shots you get. Again, it's like playing with Steve Nash. When you play with Steve, no disrespect, all you had to do was get to the spot and you were going to get open shots. And you just had to knock them down. Now, it's not that simple, but it's pretty much when it comes to the game. It's the same with playing with Jason Kidd. Listen, Steve Nash helped you get paid. Jay Kidd helped me get paid. We both understand the appreciation of a guard that knows how to get you the ball. Listen, when yeah. Joe got that contract, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then all of a sudden I go, you know what? It ain't that crazy. My man is out there barbecuing for one quarter, and then they can't double-team nobody. Because like, I take my chances with KD, which is a horrible sentence for whoever's guarding KD. You take yeah. chances with KD? Huh? What you saying? You'll take your chances with KD? No, that's what a coach has to say because he goes, you can't double-team KD anymore. If nah. Joe Harris got three for three, you're like, okay, I can't keep giving up these threes, double-teaming KD. Hey, so you got to look at somebody and be like, hey, you got to take a one-on-one. And then all of a sudden you hear that click on the barbecue. Click, 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 click. They start hitting you with that seven-foot crossover. Click, 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 click. Oh, what is that, 50? Oh, damn. <laughs> click, 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 click. You can't find that, bro. 
Yeah, he's you can't guard him. He's shooting sixty some percent. Like I watched, I think he shot sixty some percent last night. Or something like man, from yeah. three and from two, and you shooting a hundred percent from the free throw line. Well, I said, well, that's, but that's and yeah, and that's the thing. It's like okay, look, if year. you're playing, you're playing against a Kevin Durant led team, right? Your entire defense, your entire focus is on like, hey. Kevin Durant, this is how we're going to guard him. This is what we're going to do. Like, the bigs, this is your responsibility. The wings, this is your responsibility. The forward, like, everybody, these are your responsibilities. We're going to shift them here. We're going to do this. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie all have had entire team's defense focused on them, right? Now there's all three of them on the court. That means, like, dog, one time I saw James Harden being guarded by Cole Anthony last night because like he was like because they had the other guy chasing around Kevin Durant. Like, hey Cole, so James, to, no, 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 you, you you got James. It's like James Harden. The what do you do? But what makes it what makes it so great about all three of them? They all can catch and shoot. Yeah, you know, we, mm-hmm. they all yeah. You know what I'm saying? They like to have it, but they don't need it. They can catch and shoot. Yeah, yeah. And the and problem I, I, is, I think if you guard them on defense and they happen to get that rebound, you you will be like, <laughs> right, don't see that quick trap at half court. Look, right. I got put on on KD multiple times in my young career. I have never felt more vulnerable ever <laughs> in my life. I'm like this. I said, "Where's my help? Where's my help?" Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, said, I felt that vulnerable. I felt that vulnerable guarding him in the finals when he was going for thirty-five, and I was just like, "I don't know what I can do. I'm just going to be in front of you." Yeah. Let's end this conversation with this because I know uh, Channing loves to fill in the blank. Okay. But because we have yet to see it come to fruition, because Kyrie has not returned just yet. But let me ask you guys this: fill in the blank. If the net situation were to not work out at the end of this season it will be because of what who's going first i Joe. ain't saying nothing no, i'm joking nah yeah I, I, y'all go ahead <laughs> uh, if it doesn't work out if it doesn't work out now again i don't think because again we all different. see we all see it on paper and we all think that it's going to be great right so at yeah. the end of the day if it, if it doesn't end up working out it'll be because of what no i think it's gonna work honestly you, i think it's gonna think work, it's gonna work out season. Yeah, it's not yeah. championship. It's not it, my thing. It's like it's not championship or you had a bad season. I don't believe in that. I believe that oh. if they got to the conference finals and you know Milwaukee played well or uh, Boston, because they're look right now there are three superstars and the team is not really built. Like if if you going into next season and they can fill in the blanks because they don't, they're they're literally a, the 2018th or 22nd ranked defense. That stuff doesn't matter. But when you get against, imagine the Lakers, who have the number one ranked defense and a top five offense, Braun, AD, Schroeder, all of these dudes. If those dudes, those dudes are, are, are loaded, you know? So I'm, just, so I'm just saying, like, from that standpoint, like, if they lose to the Lakers in their first year because this team wasn't built perfectly around them, now going into the next season, if they add defenders, they add a little bit more big help, another wing defender, another guard defender to complement the group. Now that's when you start talking about like championship or bust. I think they do it. <clears throat> For me, I would just say injuries, right? They're already thin. They're very thin. I think in the, I think halfway through, like once James gets back, Kyrie gets back, I think they're gonna mess around and play uh, KD at the five and just say, we'll take our chances. Because at that point, who are you putting at the four or the five that can handle KD? And at the end of the day, there's only one or two guys that are going to post up uh, the nets as much as, and and actually make the game. And that's Vooch last night was killing. And then Mm -hmm. that's Paul Lee. Those are only two big men that are really going to punish you down there at the five position where you'd have to worry about it, right? Where you may have to double team, but I think injuries, but I have them going to the finals and I, I don't expect the championship, but they have to get to the finals with this team. Okay, so conference finals. Joe, what you got? I got them getting to the finals, man. We have them coming out of these. Dude, watching them, dude, it, just, it looks scary and it looks real easy for them. 
Well, the best thing about the NBA is games happen and they come at you really fast. So we're about to find out really soon because Kyrie is on his way back, apparently. I'm saying it because James probably feels rejuvenated. You know, he's really locked in. I think he's, you know, he hears the whispers, so. Yeah. Well, and, and Joe and Joe's one of those dudes that you're are, are uh, James is one of those guys. It's like James, like everyone's got to sacrifice. Blah blah blah. This is what we need from you. We need right. you to go and average twenty five and twelve assists. Right. But those twelve assists aren't drop passes. Those oh, 12, some of them are that. But those twelve assists have to be to KD, have to be to Kyrie, have to be to Joe Harris. And then you go get your 10, 12 free throws. You go get your twenty four points, and you lead the league in assists the rest of the way. That's going to because that's what they got to find their formula. Their formula is like, okay, well, everyone can't – you can't average 35, he can't average 30, and you average 25. That's, you know, there's just not enough basketballs for that, whatever. And so if you're like, dude, just go average 12, 13 assists with this group and you still get your 25, you're going to be second, first team all NBA still. Right, right. right? I think right. he's going to do a number on assists because I think for him, he's like, I could – I can get 15 one game and then, hey, if this is a matchup for us, I go get 50 if I need to, right? right? And I think James Harden is going to say for us to be well, he's, I think he's tired of having to carry the whole load for a team. And if you watch that game, I watched that game like just James Harden. He was actually like making simple plays for everybody. Boom, boom. Even if it wasn't an assist. And now once people get used to getting spoon fed, because everyone's going to think, oh, dang, we need to double team James. Boom, J- Joe Harris. So, I think he's going to mess around and set that record for most assists for a season. Can, 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 y'all, can y'all imagine bringing the ball up the court as soon as you cross half, they send two guys at you? Oh, it mm-hmm. sucks. They do it for a whole second half. Like, you can't – can you imagine something like that, man? No. Mm-mm. No, you can't. No. You think yeah. you can't – yeah, no, it's 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 going to be fun. And people are like, oh, it's bad. And I'm glad that there's parity in the league. Screw parity. Give me a superstar team. Give me a team that's a villain that everybody either is rooting for them or they want to watch them lose or you just want to watch to see what's going to happen. I kind of enjoy that portion of the NBA more than just a, hey, we don't know who's going to win, right? right. Like that. That's the, that's, that's the shit I want to see. Right, and- right. Joe, we have enjoyed having you on. We don't want to take too much more of your time. Well, thank you so much. Uh, This has been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. Appreciate you, Joe, man. Hey, Road Trippin' fam. We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play on FanDuel NBA? Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh yeah, and get this, you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right, five cents. Simply incredible. So again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL FanDuel.com backslash roadtrippin so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win.